0: Hi, Pompey fans, and welcome to forecast episode 138. Well, it's a midweek cheeky bonus episode for you guys today. I thought it'd be good to get some content out there to preview the game against Shrewsbury with a friend of the show, Ollie from the Salopcast. We have a 20 minute catch up, a chat about how Shrewsbury are doing so far this season, some of the similarities they got to Pompey with the squad depth size they've got at the moment, we talk about Tactics and a bit of stats, and all the usual stuff you'd expect to see, and whether he thinks Shrewsbury will beat the drop this season. So, here's Ollie from the Salop cast. All right, I'm here with Ollie from the Salop cast. And, Ollie, thanks for coming back on the show.
1: Cheers. Thanks for having me back on.
0: It's good to see you again. Come back on the show. We have our, our little yearly chat on how the clubs are progressing. In League One or not progressing? Is it or well, not progressing at all? Both staying in exactly the same place. <laughs> exactly. Um, how would you sum up so far Shrewsbury season? Because you're going for a bit of a rocky patch now, but has
1: it just dipped downhill, or has it always yeah. been a
0: bit like that? It's a
1: it's a it's a simple question, a little bit of a complicated answer. We started the summer really optimistic that Steve Cotcher was coming in. You know, a manager that's you know got a team promoted from League One before. Um, a manager that did a really great job with the squad that he had when he came in, saved us some relegation. Summer started really well, started recruitment, started well. And then it stopped. We didn't sign one permanent player in August. And then we didn't sign a permanent player in January either. And he decided to change kit manufacturer. And so we don't even have a blue and amber kit. We've got a yellow kit and he's a, bit of an arse when it comes to the media so he's got this like real bit of a melting pot of where Steve Cottrell is a really good football manager he's really good tactically he's really good at setting the team up he clearly gets the players working for him really well and there's lots of positives to talk about but there's some huge negatives as well so we've only registered 17 players after the January transfer window closed including an 18 year old lad the squad is really small and that was a worry at the end of the summer window so the end of the summer window we thought we were definitely in a relegation fight and that was where we were going to be simply because we just don't score enough goals we don't have a number 10 even though that's his favorite formation to play three at the back of a number 10 we don't have a number 10 and we've got very average league on strikers so really really struggled to score goals but if you ask me the same question in december everything was quite rosy because we went on this huge run won loads of games scoring goals quite freely and everyone thought, well, actually, you know, we're gonna we've been in a really good place. And then we thought we'd build on that momentum in January, and we didn't. We signed a central defender, uh, we sold our best, um, our best wing back on better to, to Swansea, and we left ended the transfer window with fans absolutely human. And then since then, we have had we played seven games, and in five of those games, we haven't scored. And again, I so don't you know if you're familiar with XG. Yes, we are, yeah against Wickham for 95 minutes we created 0.23 xg in 95 minutes which is basically a header from a corner it's not great um, is it? It's no great, it's, is it, a, our defence is really good it's the fourth best defence in the, in the league but um, it's hard jumping ahead it's hard for me to look past her. we are really good at home we've only won one game away from home all season in 17 but it's really bleak watching us. I actually really enjoyed it. Our game was cancelled. I'm actually watching Premier League games this weekend. I watched the Spurs game and a few other games. It was actually nice to see a goal. You do actually see the difference, don't you? I always think even when you look up from League
0: One to the Championship, you see the difference in touch. I think yeah. The first thing Everything to the is
1: just faster, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, massively. Yeah, I can see you guys have been struggling for goals. You've been sort of picking up points though, haven't you? So you haven't got a win in the last five, I noticed, but you have managed to get four draws and only lose once in that. All your games have been very low scoring. Poppy fans are quite accustomed to Steve Cottrell. Obviously, ex of manager and how he likes to set teams up in that sense. And he definitely has a, a sort of a style that he likes to... Likes to play. I thought it's quite interesting because you've got quite a few players like Bennett and, and Leahy when they when they are both playing, who are sort of defenders, come midfielders, aren't they? Who are sort of slotted into those into those positions and stuff like that. So, do you think Shrewsbury? I know you've got like a threes and it's sort of a five man midfield, but is is it a back five out of possession and then it pushes forward in possession?
1: Yeah, we certainly do. We we uh, we play five. Three, two with a flat flat three um, because we don't have our number 10, which is a really fris- a real big frustration for us. Yeah, Leahy signed us as a left back, um, and he's played left wing, left back, central defense, and in central midfield. But credit where credit's due, Leahy has been fantastic in midfield. Um, he's been played on the left of the cent- of the midfield three. And then we've got a lad called George Nurse, who's a fantastic player. Really, really good sign. Again, that's why it's so frustrating, because the players we've signed, they're good. he's a good League One player. Bennett's obviously a good player come down from the Championship. Uh, Pennington's a good sign. You know, signing Fanningham from Sunderland's a good sign-in. Moreau's in goal's been pretty good. He's one of the best performing goalkeepers in the league. He's signed good players. He just hasn't signed enough of them. So yeah, he's done really well. And it's a bit of a frustration for us because our better left-wing back, Nurse as an overlapping left centre-back with Leahy was a really good kind of partnership, a team on the left-hand side. And now we've lost dog better. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work. But yeah, Leahy has, has, has done well in midfield. It's
0: quite interesting because Pompey were also struggling to score goals. I think we're sort of like the fifth or sixth lowest scoring team in the league. Probably should have had that in front of me, but there you go. Um, and then you guys are also struggling to score. Pompey's sort of scoring has been... I suppose sparked a little bit, mainly by Michael Jacobs, who's come back into the team as that sort of natural 10 that you said you were sort of missing, someone who can pick the ball up, dribble, pick a pass, etc. He's unfortunately got a knee issue, um, potentially. We don't know how long it's going to be, but it's never never good to hear when someone's got a pretty serious injury. So he's not going to be available for this game, which sort of makes me feel that that momentum we've had through Michael Jacobs creating those goals. And you, you see when he comes on, he's created that spark and then now he's been starting. He's actually been filling in in the center of midfield even for us, because you've been talking about how your squad is actually quite thin, but Poppy's squad is really, really thin at the moment as well. Our starting lineup's decent past that we've got real issues in the centre of park Joe Morrell will be back for this game which is good for us but he's been when he got suspended when you have to drop one of your attacking wingers into the middle of the park to play in the centre of midfield you know it's been quite bad and yeah past the starting lineup Marlon Romeo was out injured sort of had a knock I think anyway at right wing back and Marcus Harness had to fill in at right wing back on that side Denver Hume struggling for fitness. So, you know, Rekit Hacker-Fairchild, again, an attacking winger who's been sort of makeshifted into a left wing back, had to play there as well. So it could be quite an interesting game because if someone doesn't score quite early, I could kind of see this game this game a little bit petering out, but you did say up front, you've been struggling for goals. And I, I always look at your strikers. You've got um, Odo up front and, and Bowman, they sort of remind me of that Bowman being that sort of target man up top, who sort of provides the flick ons and Odo sort of like, you know, runs around and dribbles at people. Is that, is that a very basic, but fair analysis of how your strike partnership works?
1: Yes and no, I'd say both of them can do both roles. Bowman is is the bigger of the the two. Bowman's definitely the more physical um, and does create a bit more havoc. And he's the player that's more likely to probably have a bit of a barney with the opposition centre-backs. But then Bowman as well is also a bit of a poacher when he gets in the box. And that's how he scores most of his goals. Um, Odo has scored a couple of goals from outside the box. So they're both fairly similar, but Odo's probably a bit better at at running, but really frustrating for us. Bowman missed a goal from probably about 60 centimetres out against Sheffield Wednesday and blazed over the bar and since then he seems to have lost all of his confidence and um, Daniel Odo went on such a good run that some Shushan fans thought that Odo might go to the championship in the the January transfer window which was never ever going to happen because he basically had one good month so far um, since he's been with us But yeah, we need our strikers to get back in form. Maybe the break that we've had this weekend. We basically played the same first 11, seven games in a row. And at one point in the season, we had five strikers playing, one playing right wing back, one playing central midfield, one playing number 10 and then two up front. It was a bit of a car crash. Uh, so um, while you might guys might think, I, I think we'd win if we had an argument on who's had the thinnest squad, we had what, one point where we actually only had two pros on the bench and we had four kids who were never going to come on. So, yeah, it is very frustrating as a fan um, whether you've got, you know, two decent players on the bench or, or four, but if you don't really have options, it is frustrating for fans, especially you guys. You know, obviously, you guys have a bit more money to spend as well, so, that, so there's less of an excuse, really, for your management team.
0: Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Uh, but I think at the moment, we didn't really invested much in January. We went out and got Denver Hume for, I'm going to say, 175000 Other people we bought in, you know, got Walker, decents, signing from Coventry on loan, though, as well. Again, other signings you're picking up really have just been sort of loan signings. Again, Aiden O'Brien, you see when, when Sunderland go out and you know, splash the money on Jermaine Defoe. They need to cut some wages. But again, he's being subsidised by Sunderland. Why they're helping us out, don't quite know. But <laughs> you can see that we're not spending a lot of money at the moment as well. We've, we we Maybe we're still paying money for the likes of Marquis and Harrison, who we got off the books in January. Paul Downing, again, these are the three big earners for us. But they've all gone off a ticket and there's not really been that much investment coming in on new players, actually, which is why we're in this sticky situation that we are with, you know, not enough players really to fill out the squad and looking to bring back players like Jay Mingy, who's actually on loan uh, and maidenhead in non-league to try and pad out the squad that we've got coming forward. So as a a team at the moment, I think it's very much Pompey fans think, well, you know, if we did go on a run and collect points to, to get to the playoffs, then that would be not a miracle, but quite unlikely at this moment in time with the sort of teams that are ahead of us and sustaining that. Because Danny Cowley likes to play a very up-tempo system, out of possession. I think our PPDA stats, according to Opta, um, are actually up there, top of the league, in League One. And then actually quite comparable to, to most of the top teams. I think, I, haven't, I didn't see it as updated as of last week, but still up there in the top couple across all four leagues. So we like to press out of possession. So... We, we've got a bit of an issue now with the training ground, which is a bit naff, which is causing injuries uh, and a quite a thin squad playing quite an up-tempo style, I suppose. When, when you see Pompey's style, just to come onto that, playing quite a high press when we're out of possession, when we're playing well, the wing-backs are both like to get forward. Hopefully Marlon Romeo is fit to play in this game, but we don't know at this second in time. I assume Denver Hume will come and play in that left wing-back role which I think he's better suited to than at left back for Sunderland. He has a little bit more creative freedom to get forward and put a ball into the box. But what do you what do you feel about how Pompey match up stylistically to Shrewsbury at home with us, hopefully, if we're playing well, pressing you high up the pitch in out of possession. And then when we're in possession, we'll look to try and pass the ball out, but with purpose, not sort of MK Don style, sort of dominating the possession on, in tempo wise. We'll try and get the ball forward, but passing out the back.
1: It sounds music to my ears because we're a team that plays direct football down the channels. Um in terms of um in terms of in terms of pressing, um sure Town were earlier in the season up quite up there in terms of pressing. I'm not sure where we are now. I haven't looked at that for a long time. But where we were up there probably fallen more to mid table now but the start of the season we're pressing quite a lot. I think one of the one of the strengths and this is quite so frustrating with Steve Cottrell is I've never had, in, in time, certainly in the time we have doing a podcast, um, in the last 10 years, I don't think we've had a manager who is as good as Steve Cottrell tactically. Mickey Mellon wasn't too bad, but Steve Cottrell always comes with a game plan. And he's also really, really good at setting his team up to play against the opposition to really maximise their their weaknesses. And that's where it's really frustrating with Cottrell because you kind of got the right ingredients there. If you just sign the right players, I think we could do really well. So yeah, your style of play, I'm sure, will match. We're really good at getting the ball into channels. Um, So if you want to press us, um, we've got a couple of players who are pretty pretty decent at putting the ball into the channels. We've got strong forwards that are really good at running and holding the ball up. Um, And then we've got some players that can run on. It's those run-on players is where we kind of fall down. But if we are going to get an opportunity to score... Basically, if you press us, we'll knock the ball over the top, and and that will really suit us. So it'd be interesting to see whether whether you actually press us. Now our defenders are not amazing on the ball, and we have had instances where we've made mistakes in defence. So away at the team, I cannot I cannot remember who it was, um, we conceded a goal very recently, basically giving a ball away at our back line. I can't remember who that was against now, um, but it's it's good for us from an offensive point of view. But at the same time, pressing can work and cause us to create errors in our own defence.
0: Yeah, that will be interesting because Danny Cowley, I'd say, is quite a tactically
1: astute manager in the same way. Yeah, it, it was he's was awesome. in away. now, I remember. it was Wimbledon in a way. Um, basically, um, Ebanks gave the ball away. They crossed the ball from the right and headed into the back of the net. It was quite painful early on in the game.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just struggling to see. I think another thing I would say is Pompey being quite decent in the centre of midfield, especially with Joe Morrell coming back from a red card that was... Was never a red card against Oxford, but you know these things happen. <clears throat> Him alongside Louis Thompson, who's looking very good, I'd say, could be oh one of the best midfield ch- you know partnerships in in the league. I'd say when when on game, I think my only my only concern is if you if we can't get the ball and sort of keep it, I suppose in your in your end, we're then going to have two strikers against three at the back, which is maybe where you can then provide an overload if you can get players forward quickly. I think our defense is pretty solid generally sean raggett's a doubt for this next for the game but if he is out i think conor ogilvy will come and slot into that central role which again i think i, I think he's a very good player as well yeah he's at good the back, at, level. The, at the back for us as well so um okay let's let's get on to the sort of predictional part of of the podcast and try and work out what's going to happen but we haven't had a game at the weekend both teams so both teams will be rested Ollie, what's your score prediction for the game on Sat? Well, the game tomorrow on Tuesday,
1: and who do you think is going to score? Well, oh, um, we have been abysmal, absolutely abysmal recently. Um, so we've drew against Crow, Crew, drew against Gillingham, drew against Wimbledon, drew against Fleetwood. We drew against Wickham and then we lost to to to, to Plymouth. But saying that, we do much better against an inverted commas, bigger teams. So we've taken four points off Sheffield Wednesday this year. Beach Harton um, um, earlier on in uh, earlier on in January. I, we we always we always surprise ourselves. We always do rubbish, 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 and then all of a sudden we'll pick up a result against a side where you don't expect to. So kind of my my head is saying we've got no chance, but my heart's saying we're probably going to, I mean, spring a result and maybe get something. Um, so I'm going to go for a two-one win to Shrewsbury, which. Earlier on, and when I was thinking of coming before I New I was coming on to do this. I was thinking we're definitely going to lose, but um, I wasn't aware that Jacobs was injured, and he is phenomenal. I remember him a couple of quite a few years ago, absolutely torturing us, um, and to, to score two long-range efforts with either foot. Um, he's one of the best players I think in the league. One and when that when he was in that wall side, he was unbelievable. So I think losing him is is good news for Shrewsbury Town yeah
0: Pompey will have to be sort of reliant on Marcus Harness, I suppose, to pick up on that,
1: and he had an amazing game role. against us
0: last time, so maybe, but is he is he an injury out as well? No, Harness is fine, he', he okay. uh, him and, him and Curtis will both be able to play that role depending on how Danny Cowley chooses to set up, I suppose, so yeah, yeah, we'll have to see we did we managed to get four past Donny, but that's you know they are a leaky team. We lost to Doncaster. it was
1: ah oh, this season has been torturous utterly torturous sometimes um, and you wonder why you bother and when you're doing a podcast every week it's quite hard going to be honest at times because we've been that bleak but culture always seems to turn it around when, the, when when he's up against the wall so I wouldn't be surprised this week off maybe we can do something but I think it'll be an interesting game it might not be one for the neutrals well um, not like Man City Tottenham then no I don't think it'll be Man City I don't think I don't think, I don't think unfortunately anyone of kind of Harry Kane's level playing on Tuesday night but he's saying that, it could be end-to-end. End. I just don't know. I think both sides are inconsistent. Um, both sides have decent players and there's some players that, are, you know, we've got a couple of players in our team at our Championship level. Um, if our players turn their form back on, so Josh Feller, Udo and, and Bowman turn their form on, yeah, we could go on a run again. But um, it could... It's, I, I, think, I think it's going to be one or the other. It's going to be really good or it's going to be utterly dire. I think both teams are going to really want to
0: win this game. Though no, we've just won two in a row. If we, you know, if we don't put a run together the season's over and it's got to be soon and we've got Fleetwood coming up obviously and they've recruited
1: really well actually just talking to Fleetwood we absolutely battered them um, before the January transfer window it was men against boys they were really really weak and yeah and Jules for them has been a great sign and and they look like a team transformed and also actually on, on Fleetwood if you're I'm sure your analysts and your team will do this Fleetwood gave everyone in the division the blueprint of how to stop us and all the shooter fans were going mad. We're playing poor, but Fleetwood were amazing. They didn't let us play out. We couldn't do anything. So there's a, there's a, there is a, um, a, a, a match print out there in terms of how to stop us. So it'd be interesting if you guys implement some of their, um, some of their tactics. Danny
0: Cowley's just madly Googling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to see if they can find it.
1: Um, Ollie, last thing, do you reckon you'll stay up this season? I think you've got enough about you. I think we will. I think we will um, bore ourselves to death, but survive and lastly tell Pompey fans where they can find you um yeah so we're on everywhere SoundCloud we're on SoundCloud and Acast um yeah Apple and on Spotify as well and we're also on Twitter as well so yeah Saladcast which is yeah sometimes a mouthful but you pronounced it well so yeah it's a good start
0: yeah there we go I've had a few years now but Ollie thanks again for coming on the show cheers mate right, cheers cheers. thanks Oli for coming on the show hope you guys enjoyed this midweek bonus episode of the PO forecast we'll be back later in the week with the usual thing with me Andy and Freddie to preview the game on Saturday against Fleetwood and talk about all the rest of the stuff we usually do in the week take care guys let up Pompey you have been listening to the PO forecast for Pompey News Now Available on SoundCloud Spotify And Apple Podcasts Follow po 4 And Pompey News Now On Twitter For more
1: information And there is The full time whistle